Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! MarketingMoneyPodcast.com listeners, you know, we have uh, partners in our show, and one of those is Rain Local. You can find them at RainLocal.com on the intranets, and they do a lot of good work for you in your marketing mix, such as digital placement, geofencing, organic and native geo placement, as well as some location finding, heat mapping, some social media, paid placement boosting, and all that good stuff. So uh, they can describe it better than I can, but they've been uh, good to work with. I can tell you from personal experience, I'm not going to endorse something that I think does not work or we do, we do not think works. Check out Rain at uh, rainlocal.com and see what they can do for your digital needs with your banking. Check them out. And now back to the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Welcome to MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. What, what are you talking about? The podcast. Oh, is that what we're doing right now? Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> we need to start doing like old radio show, like clop, 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 like walk up to Sound it. effects, yeah. little soundboard. We're here. Just all the noises. No, I mean like the old radio show. Like, not uh, like, I'd never listen to the radio. I, I, I bet you did. Back in the day, back yeah. in the roaring 20s, I you did. did. You did. You just sat there and your little fire set by and well, listen to Roosevelt talk to you. <laughs> yeah, fireside chats. You know who I'm going to invite over? Who? Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Piglet. That's not even funny. It's just dumb. Why Why should it be funny? That's a very hurtful set of words. I was more of an Eeyore fan myself. I've no s***. <laughs> 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 just beat that out. Or let me let me do this piglet. Ah, uh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, so you know what? What's that? <laughs> Chicken butt. Not, not even not even funny. Yeah, not, not even funny. Bobby's laughing. I'm laughing. Yeah. Audience is laughing. Audience is has just turned this off. Done turned it off. Then they're not listening right now. Hey, talk about something. Give us a subject. Well. There's a great misnomer in the banking community hmm. that I believe, and I'll tell you why. You believe the, the thing that's wrong? I believe that people believe that it's right, and I know it's wrong. Ah. How about that? Inconceivable. <laughs> so, when there is market disruption, yeah, for some reason there's this weird grapple. Hmm. We're going to get all these accounts and new customers because someone's merging or someone's being acquired or someone's being bought. And then everyone gets real fired up about it. That's not part of the deal. This is a competitor. Yeah, we're going to go get all these deposits. And it sounds good because everyone looks for their niche to find a way to get into a customer or grow wallet share or bring in new accounts. It is an opportunity. I mean, it it is. I will not downplay this opportunity. I will, however, fan the flames. That's actually the reverse because that would make the fire bigger. I will actually douse douse the flames of it being a rainmaker. Ooh. 
douse the flames. Oh, man, that's a mixed metaphor. Of it being a rainmaker for your account you openings and growth. step up to growth. the plate and knock it out of the park and With shoot a slam dunk. Shot. I slam dunk home runs all day long. Football bat. Yeah, with my with my hockey ball. But uh, to the point of all that, I hear it all the time. We've done 13, I think, since 05, and I could be wrong. You're 13 or 14. I don't have in front of 13 or 14. I've done 18. Merchant acquisitions. That. Yeah. Ugh. You've done a bunch. I've done a bunch. Yeah. The worst one you have, you might lose 10% of your business that you brought up. Was seven like five's considered like I think the just run of like yeah. what you should expect in price Shoot for. Seven or less. Ten is bad. Three is probably what you get. Three yeah. or two of just but it's it's weird because those are the clients that were sort of frustrated anyway because of all just types of individual excuse. issues. It's like and a bad relationship. You're just looking for a you reason. You gave me an excuse to leave and now I'm gonna leave. But here's where I think the competitors that think, oh, these guys, these two banks are joining, we should go in and for the disruption and get them the client's not going to leave because of an M&A if they're not frustrated. They're like, oh, it's just I'm going to have to go through a transition with my accounts anyway. It's a lot less for me to do just to stay here than to move everything. So I don't have to do it. Yeah, I don't have to do anything other than just get some paper and get a new card in the mail in a six months or whatever. I would say on the flip side, disruption is the most universal opportunity that banks have in like a homogenous sense, right? Like there are a lot of unique opportunities can't be a lot of unique. There are unique opportunities. No, no, no. I didn't say very. There are very, there you said are, a lot. There are many. Yeah. Well, there are several options of uniqueness. Several opportunities that are each unique to, to one themselves. Of, yes. So you know, this bank may have this opportunity because. Thank you, Miss Treble, my ninth uh, grade English teacher. Whatever. Twelfth <laughs> grade. There may be this guy that um, you know a CEO does something scandalous. You know what I'm saying? And, and but that's not universal across banks. I mean, banks in every market will be there when a merger happens with another bank or where a branch closes or whatever. So it is a, a universal sense of something I guess you could build a playbook on or go from one town to the next and do. And there will be it's it's a it's a situation where you know people will leave. But I don't think nearly as many leave as you think as you would. think they will. I'll t- I'll give you two I'll give you an exception or, or the place where it's probably the the lowest chance and the and the and the place where it's the highest chance, like the in and out point. Do in my- tell. Ah, wisdom. I'll give this wisdom to Sean Connery. Ooh, good speed, Godspeed. Uh, I won't do that. Um, I don't think I can maintain it through the whole thing. The rock is waiting. <laughs> it's, I think like your big national consumer sense that I could bank anywhere with them. You know, a B of A closes or a Chase closes. I think there's a consumer sense that there's portability of that account. There is. What? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, and you and it's probably a national bank. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's one of the lowest opportunities to capture because there, there's just so much portability to that account. And their digital is usually top of the game. So yeah. it's sort of unless you just need that bank for some type of physical depository. Yeah. I, I don't. Do, I do think you're much more likely to gravitate towards a bank closer to your because the stats tell us this home or work. So I think that's the lowest opportunity. I'm not saying there's no opportunity. I'm just saying that's the lowest. The highest would be a, like an insular, and there's way more of this than there is c- city rural America. I think a community bank gets bought up by a big bank, another community bank. I mean, just by the again nature of the account and the populace. And the populace, they have voted with their wallet to bank with a community bank 
Big Bank comes in, takes Little Bank. Big Bank, tank Little Bank. That's a song. Look it up. Or not, maybe. I don't know. It may be NSFW. It is. Okay. It's yep. Pure Water. Don't go look What's that up. the name up. of the song. Don't go look it yeah, up. Yeah, it's got a lot of wordy dirds in it. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, I do like it. I do think that is the, I, I can't tell you percentage opportunity, but if you're a community bank in a town where a large bank buy, or an out-of-town bank buys your community bank, and, and, your, well, and your message has been, we're a community bank, yeah. and we're here for you, and local we're the decisions. people, local decisions. Like, if that's your message, and that's what you've been branding yourself with, and then you go to a bigger bank, we're not talking about two local banks combining, because then you do have some force, but yeah. if you get bought by New York City Bank and your Mississippi Bank, little different story. Yeah. Little different story. And again, because those consumers have- uh, Or we, vice versa. Mississippi yeah. Bank buys New York Bank. Could happen. <laughs> Could. Could happen. So I do think when you're looking at this, I, I, I don't think it's a universal truth. I think there's I think the universal truth is there may be less opportunity that you that than you think. But I but I also think, John, like you can't not take advantage of the opportunity. Like if it's been status quo for ten years and you've just been bank against bank against bank against bank, you can't not at least advertise over that, given that it is a unique opportunity. I think you just should just you know, tamp down your expectations. That's, and that's what I'm getting to because I, what I think is an M&A is announced. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the executive level if, if it's – I think executives understand the loyalty and how hard it is to move, but they're looking for an angle. And I think it, it, it goes down probably two levels to senior management, to the middle management, and they're saying, what can we do? And everyone gets kind of excited about the news, whether it's – good or bad and they're looking for their angle and their niche and they're like we've got to come up with a disruption plan and come up with a digital strategy and come up with a branch strategy to get their customers and how do we find out who they are and we bring them up and my point is you're you're spot on with the community bank takeover would probably be more vulnerable to a non-attrition or attrition yeah. whichever way you want to look at it versus the big bank and a bigger available mar- opportunity in a big market but the the way I will say this for us, I feel like at times we've wasted a lot of bandwidth on both sides of it mm-hmm. because when we've done MAs, I feel like we've wasted a lot of defensive bandwidth at sometimes. And given I'm not talking about customer experience and giving them information, I'm just talking about like, oh, we need to buy a bunch of ads in this market so they don't leave, so they don't like leave. they see it. our name out there and they think, oh, Renaissance, awesome and smart. And sometimes I'm like, did that was that that effective? And I think the, it's better to lead it so, so they at least have heard the name. And on the flip side, is it? You put a plan together, go, okay, these two banks in the market we're in are going to combine. Well, while that's all that's going on, we should have a big disruption plan to go in and get these clients and bring them over. And they lose 5%, and that 5% goes to the bank next to their house where they work or to an online bank or something. And so, They're like, planning on leaving anyway, though. Yeah, because it, it, it made the timing easier for them yeah. to make a decision. Now, let me flip the conversation. Mm. I do think because part of your marketing strategy should be talent acquisition. Yep, you're going right where when I was there going. is an M and A, that is where you should flame throw fans the flame of the flames. You should fan the flames. Fans should fan, fan the, the flames, flames of the flame of the flamethrower of talent acquisition because I yep. do think that is the time when you can actually bring some folks over or move people that might not have even thought about moving. I think you're into exactly a right. I think the focus many times in the wrong spot. I mean, I've said it before. The silver bullet in marketing isn't what we even really talk about. The The, the best way to advance your bank is talent acquisition. I'm, uh, 
sorry, all you marketers out there. Now, I'm going to connect the dots in a second. It helps your bank, brings their relationships over. It hurts the other bank. You take business from someone else. It's not like you had a management trainee and you stand them up and you you wait for them to build momentum and then momentum build a book of business. But that is a way to do that. And I do think John's exactly right. This is an opportune time to do that. And obviously the opposite, you need to protect your people. But I will say this. In brand, marketing, advertising, I do think, like, so for a Renaissance bank, it's very attractive because they're like, you're the guys doing all that crazy content and seeing, I see your stuff everywhere. I mean, not not even in the sales or business development realm, there's a person that works at Renaissance, we were just at a meeting that said, I, I was willing to entertain Renaissance, not really entertain working at a bank, but entertain Renaissance because of all the stuff I see. I see you guys everywhere. So... If you're in the footprint, sorry, suck it. <laughs> Don't say that. But to the point, I think that's where I would be real excited if I saw one and they were in our community is, hey, now we have a chance to at least talk to someone that might not have talk, spoken or talking talking to us before because of the disruption of they don't know if they're going to have a job or not and everyone likes stability and they don't know uh, what their role will be in the new bank. Should they keep one? And maybe they've been friends with you for years and you've worked with them and you've served in the Rotary Clubs, and the nonprofits. And so you've got a friendship and you know they have a good book of business or you know they're a really great leader or you know they've got a lot of talent. Um, so I think that's where you should actually spend bandwidth is on looking at the talent pool of who could be, for lack of a better word, picked off in one of these versus thinking you're going to pick off a bunch of clients. Uh, but with the hiring of the talent, you may be able to bring over their clients, which then could be the double dip win, Mr. Mabus, of the entire thing, because you go bring in a new loan originator who yeah. has a loyal customer following, and he brings over or she brings over deposits or loans or whatever it is. Relationships. Relationships. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's the best digital person in the area, and he or she comes over to your place, and she comes in and create some campaign you don't know about or some OAO system you don't know that you don't have the expertise to do, and all of a sudden you just blow up with online account openings, well, then you've you've kind of double-dipped. You've hurt your opponents. You've grown your business, and you have some new talents. You've triple-dipped. Market disruption through M&A or closures, branch closures or branch openings. Not much of a retail opportunity. In my mind, it's not. I've been through Not them. as much of a retail opportunity. As people think that. That doesn't mean, look, if you're a Renaissance person or I work with you, maybe say whomever, and you think, oh, well, they're not going to – no, no, we're going to do it, and we're going to be involved in it. I'm just saying the expectation of it is often overplayed on the retail acquisition side and underplayed on the talent acquisition and uh, attempt to either bring or, on the m side, keep your people. If you're the one acquiring, I think the bandwidth might be spent more on keeping your talent and keeping your the clients that are with the talent – then it should be actually like defending a big brand strategy publicly of, well, here's what, you know, we need to do a bunch of advertising or a bunch of brand stuff outside when it might, might be that internal branding and internal comms and just clarity of what's going on may save you from that talent leaving. Yeah. Um, being up front, letting people know what's going on and yeah. So anyway, for the, uh, I guess, do we have any other stories today? I think that was a pretty good little discussion. Probably our best uh, one of our better, like, um, just direct discussion. Tactical ones, no sports, no real humor in this one. No, no. Nah. So, 
Well, anyway. So uh, thank you. Thank you for if you stay on thank you for listening. Check and us out on uh, Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Shoot us an email if you got any topics we want to talk about. What else? I don't know if there's anything else we're talking about right now. We'll but uh, some time back in their day. We'll probably have a little article on the ABA website you can look through and read about this and click back to or click through to it. And with that being said, this is uh, John Mabus. And Josh Oxford. And we'll talk to you later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.